My name is Matt Brown, and let's start the show. A wild night is now preordained. My friends, family, pets, and audience, most importantly, what is up? My name is Matt Brown, and this is the Productive Conversations Podcast with your host, Matthew Brown, a.k.a. Matty B, a.k.a. Matthew, a.k.a. Ambreezy, a.k.a. Young Lord, a.k.a. the greatest of all time, at least to myself. Welcome. What's going on, everybody? All right, so today here on a nice Tuesday in October, I have my first guest over Zoom. Actually, it will be posted as my th- second guest over Zoom, but this is the first time I'm doing an official Zoom podcast. And who do I have today to, to do this podcast? Who am I talking to? It's none other than one of the greatest, most genuine, and most intelligent people I know. Ryan Patrick Page of Norwalk, Connecticut. Now he lives in New Brunswick, New Jersey. And this is what we're going to talk about. Ryan has been my best friend since the year 2000 and Miss Valenci's class in the year 2000. And, well, it's literally 20 years of friendship, and it keeps going, and as stronger as ever. And you're going to see, literally, what it's like for Matt Brown to have a productive conversation with one of his oldest friends in the world. I'm really hyped for it. I hope you're really hyped for it. Let's get this hype going. Let's have some fun. And here is my productive conversation with the man, the not a myth, but a genuine hearted dude who loves his world, who loves his girlfriend, who loves his family, and who loves his country. And now I'm going to deep dive into one of my best friends in this world, and you are too, because most importantly, this productive conversation is for you, the audience, you, the listeners, and let us see what it's all about. Let us see what it is like for Matt to talk to Ryan over Zoom. Here it is. I'm excited. Here we go. Welcome, one and all, to the Productive Conversations podcast here on my official first Zoom interview. Here it is, or I should say first productive Zoom conversation. Here it is, Ryan Page from Norwalk, Connecticut, now belongs to the town of New Brunswick, New Jersey. What's going on, Ryan? How are you? I think it's presumptuous to say this will be a productive Zoom Zoom conversation. We should see how it goes first, but I'm doing good, Matt. How are you? I'm great. I'm really excited. See, now we're, uh, um, I don't know. Is this your first Zoom meeting, Ryan, that you were looking forward to? My first Zoom meeting that I was looking forward to? No, we had uh, we had Easter over Zoom this year. Oh, I so uh, I was pretty excited about that one, uh, seeing everybody on Zoom. It was just an interesting format to see, you know, my grandparents and my cousins on. But uh, the first Zoom meeting in several months that I've been uh, excited to be at and been allowed to drink at. So that's good. <laughs> yes, I, you have to remember that Zoom is more than just uh, work most of the time. Or you can do the fun stuff like talking with family and friends and have these podcasts. And after a good 20 minutes of troubleshooting, but we're finally here. And uh, yeah, this is really cool. All right. Where do we start, Ryan? Yes, it is. It's, Oct- it's mid-October, exactly three weeks from today is the election for the oh, president God. of the United States. And, then, and other things. And other things, of course. Yeah. Oh, let's Arguably that, more Ryan. important. Um, you are a big fan of the of politics and current events. I, and- I like... I follow it. It's hard. No one, no one calls themselves a big fan of politics. That's just weird. Or maybe some people do. I don't know. I think, I think it's a little weird, but I mean, I follow it a, cause it's important. It's, it's, you know, literally what's happening now, but I do also follow the history. Uh, I think campaigns are probably the most absurd thing people have ever done. Um, it's super important. I'm not bashing it, but um, I think they're so interesting because it's basically, you know, a group of people eventually down to two people uh, 
trying to make more friends than the other one, uh, you know, trying to become more popular in the course of a few months than they had been a few months previous. Or, I mean, now it's like two years long or whatever. But uh, so I think campaigning is probably one of the most interesting things that a person can do. And so I like to follow like campaign news and things like that. Mm-hmm. If for no other reason that it's just so, it's just such a weird ritual that we do. And I know other countries do it, but I know like Canada, they like, they're like wham, bam, they get it done in like four months. They say who's going to be running and then they do it. And then they have a prime minister and that's that like their elections are not like ours. Ours are like two years long and you've got like inter-party, you know, primaries. You've got who can vote, who should, you know, who can vote in the primary, who can only vote in the general. How do you have to vote this year? That's obviously big with, you know, mail-in being expanded in a lot of States uh, to accommodate people who uh, don't or can't leave their home because of coronavirus in their area. So it's just, there's a lot of, you know, it's just super weird the way we do it. And I find that interesting. So I guess in that regard, I am. So it's, it really is a great, a battle of, I don't want to say it's a popularity contest because that just seems so cliche, but I mean, it does seem like even this will be corny too. It's almost like watching a reality TV show with these campaigns. It shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be a reality TV show. That's a new thing. Yeah, it's like... On the same time we had reality TV people run in the uh, elections, it started to look more like a reality TV show, but... I mean, look who we have now. We, you know, we clearly have uh, some of our, you know, the two of the most popular ones on the bill. Not only, you know, we have uh, we have former Vice President Joe Biden on the Democratic mm-hmm. ticket. We have current President of the United States Donald Trump on sure. the Republican ticket. And, I mean, we do. I I can't think of the I can't think of anyone on the Green Party, the Liberty. That doesn't matter. But um. Not yeah, we Ryan. I think we've literally talked about politics in this this conversation and witnessing the election is four years in the making. I remember, you know, four back four years ago, we were seniors in college. You know, talking yep. about the election, we were talking about buddy Oscar and stuff like that. And I remember, you know, all that hype and what was going into that day, just about four years ago, and. I remember election day. Yep. That day, you know, um, I was home for the semester. This was fall 2016. I was interning at CNN at the time. And my day's work, it was Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So, you know, no working on Tuesday and Thursday. So election day. Just a regular (laughs) off day. I remember it was very um, overcast, you know, to not the peak of fall, but towards the end, but pretty much all the leaves are changed colors. I go in, I was voting with my dad, come back, you know, just hung out during the day, just hung out during the day um, and night. And then I was watching it like everybody else. And I had to wake up early in the morning to get to work, to get to yeah. my internship. So I go to bed, you know, I, I remember going to bed after, you know, some, of uh some wacky tobacco just some normal of that here's some coverage so after that and uh going to bed sorry to interrupt did you hear about new jersey what we added to the uh the ballot there yeah i saw they are you're gonna be voting for the recreational use of marijuana i mean if it passes it'll be summer could be as soon as summer and then you could first of all get some tax then you'll come visit me I mean, I always visit you pre um, recreational <laughs> availability, and you know, just another reason, of course. And but you know, back to this, I go to bed thinking, man, when I wake up, just like a lot of people, we are gonna have the. I really am gonna wake up with an elected a the first woman elected president. Oh, you stay? You didn't stay up? No, I fell asleep because oh, I had work. I yeah. fell asleep at like I went to bed at like midnight and I had to get up at six. And I remember waking up, first thing I go to my phone, and your text was the very first text I saw. And it's literally one of the most memorable texts I've ever received in my life. You said probably at that time it must have been like what, two, three in the morning. Holy shit, he fucking did it. And four years yeah. later 
we are just about approaching to see if he can do it again. And surely oh, the not. world and country's changed a lot since. Am I allowed to say that? Do you care if I share that opinion on your podcast? Though? Yes, say whatever okay. you want. I yeah, I hope that. Uh, I just admitted to doing wacky tabacky, so you know you, you can so say whatever. You're in more trouble than I am, but yeah, no, I hope not. Um, yeah, I mean, I stayed up, so I saw the results. Um, I remember. I think I have it. screenshots of your snap <laughs> of Snapchats, whether you or Melissa said to me of you pacing around like a nervous mother. Well, so I was. Uh, we were doing a lot of like get out the vote at my college. I was the president of the student body at my college for 2016, mm-hmm. and so I had taken it upon myself to spearhead all of that. So we had student debates. We had obviously the watch party for the election and some of the debates. We had uh, guest speakers come on and talk. Uh, and we partnered with things like, you know, the Center for Life's Work at my school. We partnered with uh, the uh, Religious Studies um, Department. So it was like, it was legitimate. It's, it's still happening. It's a uh, hashtag NAS votes is what we called it. I don't <laughs> some sort of derivative off of that now. Um, but it's still, this is still a student coordinator. It's no longer the president per se that that was just, you know, kind of it happened to work out that way um, because I had was the president I had a budget to do it yeah. but now they have their own budget for election years they like put their results out there I guess they were doing that beforehand like to see who voted and how often and you know keep track of all that stuff so um, it's it's legit now but when we did it it was just me doing a bunch of things for uh, people on campus um, and so yeah I had a room full of you know college students <laughs> till like 3 a.m just watching as the results came in and obviously most of them actually i would say by the end all of them the people there were a few people who supported the president there in the beginning like, yeah and they left but the, everybody else was uh they uh they stick around and they just watched with me and they it just like the room got like more gloom and i was like oh god <laughs> I'm going to have tears on these. These people are going to start crying. So, yeah, I was, I was a bit of a mess. I had a final the next day. Um, yeah. Well, not a final. It was a weird sort of like capstone project. And I was actually doing a speech for it. And I rewrote the speech like after Donald, Donald Trump, Trump won. won. No, I, it, was that, it was that night. I went to bed and stuff. But uh, that night, <laughs> while he was in that like hotel room or whatever the heck he was doing um, when, he, when he won, uh, I had to re. I didn't have to, but I chose to rewrite my speech because, like, everything I wrote kind of doesn't make any sense anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see, congratulations to the first. Oh wait, no, I got to change that. Um. Uh. Yeah, that I I you we will not forget that day. I remember the day after for you how to work. Like for me, so yeah, worked to CNN. Went to work. It rained that day. Yeah. I remember. I, I have my own phone now uh, doing my own plan, but I um, I highly suggest unlimited data, at least for someone like me. But I go in, I use my data for the month because I, uh, I, the first thing I did, I got on my commuter train and put on the Sirius app. I listened to Howard Stern's reaction. You know, one of the reasons why we're here. We have him right here and behind me. So, you know, twice. Now, if you had turned the camera and Howard Stern was sitting there, that would have been one heck of a podcast. I'm just saying. Oh, man. Really got to work on that for the next episode. Next time I'm on. I can, you know, former SiriusXM intern, I can get back in there if there you go. Ahead, right? But anyways, I, I kill my data for the month. <laughs> just hearing, just hearing, I just had to hear his reaction. I remember him just, him and Robin Quivers were just like, oh, it was just, it sounded sarcastic, but it was just so shocking at the time. It was right? shocking, yeah. So I go, it's raining in the city. I took a subway, so I took the shuttle to Times Square, and then I took a, took, I took a one train uptown to Columbus Circle, and it was quiet very somber the the all the strangers no no subway hecklers were heckling anybody that day yeah. um well they probably were i didn't see uh people were Not just you. really awkward yeah no <laughs> one bothered me that's what's great if you're really dressed up most of the time hecklers won't heckle you in new york Jeez. because they know like oh he's trained to ignore me anyways huh. so i go up so we go and they had a I worked my, I actually worked in the newsroom. So my department, I was a development inter, program development intern for the original program. Yeah. So like United States of America, um, it's a good show. Anthony Bourdain's show at rest the time. Yes. Very rest in peace. Lisa Ling. 
And then, you know, CNN documentaries, I worked on like the Kennedy's miniseries, uh, one for HLN, Headline News Network for, about the Unabomber. So I worked in the one non-news, one the one creative editorial section. More yeah, editorial. you weren't doing just news. Yeah, so... I was working on a Unabomber. I transcribed interviews for a Unabomber documentary. That was what I did that day. But beforehand, they had a humongous gourmet breakfast for the entire CNN, for the entire CNN staff that day. Because, yeah. you know, like you mentioned, it's two years of coverage for them. It's everyone all around the place. And that's it. You're finally done with the biggest news story. But I yeah, don't well, it seemed so that they thought. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's fair to say that the CNN community was sh- very shocked of what happened. Oh, and yeah. everyone went. So the big gourmet breakfast included like gourmet bacon, egg, and cheeses, Belgian waffles. You How do you gourmet a bacon, egg, and cheese? Isn't it at some point it doesn't just reach a plateau? Like this isn't the one you got at the bodega. This is like I, like, like the best looking bread, the, the bacon – Looked like the fake one, the fake bacon you get in commercials. It was just bodega one's probably better though. Literally, I don't know. This place <laughs> looks. This place that was pretty good. It was. Spectacular. Did you have any? Did they let you I in? Definitely had some crepes. Oh my god, okay, yeah. I'm in with that. But yeah, what happened is everyone took their, they took their meals and they sat with their little friends or teams in corners and they just talked it out, like some crazy event happened, and we really. You know, I worked. You sat with Anderson uh, Cooper, correct? He's, he was in your little team. <laughs> I mean, he'd be so. Yeah, as a talent intern, I didn't have much of an interaction except one time passing him in the hall. But uh-huh. I would. What would happen is I would get the coffee to give to his assistant, who would give him the. Uh, I mean, that's that's basically the same thing. Yeah, but you know, I didn't <laughs> actually hand it to him. But you know, I was the third tier. But he definitely couldn't have gotten it without me. And that's what's uh, important. Exactly, right? But anyways, no, I just sat with my small team, my producer, mentor, Brittany, and there were these two other girls. Um, over the, And we all, and then, like, our boss came, and we just all sat, just talked, like, oh, man, like, what happened? Like, what does this mean? Of course, you know, definitely people think of the worst-case scenarios at the time. And, and they were it, still wrong, as it turns out. <laughs> oh man and you know it's it's crazy that is just we're, we're approaching four years later i mean president look at what's happening obviously the coronavirus pandemic who would have thought at the time that i'd witness a president who was um getting caught in a sex scandal with the former porn star that's that was one thing that happened then we see that was the course, most same thing that's happened <laughs> You know, from the Muslim ban, the handling of uh, social justice issues, and a lot of stuff took took place since yeah. that day. And now we can change it. And this is a cool opportunity. I think it's almost, you're not cool if you don't vote with how much we're getting thrown <laughs> votes from celebrities. You'd, you'd, be, uh, you'd be surprised at just how cool people who don't vote are going to feel. They're not... <laughs> The, the, the whole thing with the – I did some research for you, by the way, because I know you texted me. Why Why is Josh Gad naked for elections? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, this this is the thing, yeah. Um, so they were actually talking about – they were talking about something. No one knows that because it was just – Oh, know, they just of, cared about the naked part. But, um, yeah, but – um, and I this actually happened to me. Uh, uh, <laughs> and so when you get your mail-in ballot, you have to put it in an envelope and then in a second envelope. There's like a process you have to follow. And if you yeah. don't follow it, they're just going to toss it out. Then I'm going to look at it. Really? And so what they're saying, and so if you just, so if you get the ballot, you fill it out, you throw it in the uh, return envelope and you send it, that mm-hmm. doesn't count. Right. So that's what they were talking about. That's called a naked ballot. And oh. So that's what they were trying to raise awareness about, like follow the instructions. Don't submit a naked ballot, you know, you know, fulfill the entire, you know, chain from filling out the ballot, folding it, putting it in the first one, sealing it, signing it, putting this, the first one into the actual return envelope, and then mailing it out. They were trying to raise awareness for that. But again, it was just so absurd that nobody paid any attention. It was just, you know, they just cared why about are these people naked? naked? Why is Chris Rock <laughs> and Mark Ruffalo naked? Um, so you'd be surprised at just how uncool uh, voting will still be to a lot of people. And some people are, like, busy. Um, they shouldn't be. There should be no work. Yeah, uh, or at the no, very least, no school. Some sort of like, 
there should be some sort of half day or some sort of there should they should work it out where people have time off specifically to go vote that doesn't cut into lunch that doesn't cut into the time that they have to spend you know making their kids dinner or helping with homework like you shouldn't have to take time out of your life to do something that's required and it should be required like the people in even if you don't have a presidential election like arguably the other ones are more important yeah definitely local and you know in norwalk where you're like where you are now there's Mm -hmm. there's a whole slate of local elections oh yeah here in middlesex county new jersey too but in middlesex county new jersey you know nothing exciting happens it's a pretty uh Mon- it's it's pretty much a monoculture where I live, but in Norwalk, there's like a lot of there's a lot of activity. Yeah, we have uh, the, and the, so, the big the, the big um, battle, for instance, between Bob Duff and El- Ellie. Well, I, I don't K. know which ones I would actually consider big battles. I don't think the, <laughs> the results are going to shock anybody. But and it's funny. So like, to, yeah. one of the big issues that is affecting this vote. So one thing's at this time. So, um, the state of Connecticut. You're going to make me say bad things on your podcast? (laughs) Well, of course, we're really in. So the state of Connecticut decided to not allow high school contact, full 11-11 contact football. Good call. And that, you know, was your different opinions on how that, you know, I think as long as they could play in so many other states, why not? And uh, I do understand why that's also the other side of it. But what's crazy and what I'm mentioning it is, is a lot of people are deciding their votes based on how those politicians handled that, how they handled high school football being allowed or not. That's going to be what makes someone decide to to vote red or vote blue. Isn't that something? That's how superficial we've gotten. Not about right. the, uh, not about your uh, taxes for your vehicle or property tax or handling of. Well, some um, people do vote about that stuff that, too. Of course, but, but but it seems, you know, that is one of your big voting points. What do you think so about I football? Think, so I think this kind of goes to what I, you know, what I was telling you about earlier. That's one of those things that like people are talking about right now, but it's not going to make anyone who wasn't going to vote a certain way, vote a certain way. I don't think that's going to even get people. Like if you were not going to vote and then this football thing happened, <laughs> you weren't going to suddenly start voting. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's a myth. I don't, I mean, I could be wrong. I have no, I'm just making this up. I have no reason to think my opinion is any more right. It's just what my opinion is, but I don't think anyone's going to be like, well, I wasn't going to vote. I was going to sit this one out. Didn't see the need, but you know, high school football got canceled. And so out of vengeance, I'm going to vote in this election. Um, I mean, maybe some high school kids, maybe some high school seniors who play football, who this is their first election. Maybe this could persuade them. 18 year olds who gets in. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't see a lot of people being like football is the motivating factor. Uh, of this election. I think the motivating factor of this election is probably who's going to be president of the United States. Right. That is in most big places, deal. anyway. And, you know, that's what I'm going. I play, I'm voting in person. That's all so I plan. And, um, they moved my polling place, so they closed a bunch of polling places here. Really? Where, yeah, where you have to some go? places are not open yet, so they have to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm at a church and uh, there's another one. There's another, there's a school that got closed too because they aren't opening those buildings right now for a lot of people. And so they can't house it. So now everyone's voting at like city hall or borough hall. Cause we're not a city, but um, yeah. So a little nervous about that, I guess. Cause I think everyone in Highland park is going to vote there. I think they have to, I think that's where they were told to go. So there might be some lines, but uh, we're going to go early. So hopefully that helps. Um, hopefully. I don't know. I just feel bad because all of the poll workers are so – they're usually elderly here anyway. I don't know about yeah. other places. And, I mean, I can't. I don't, like I said, I don't have the day off. Otherwise, like myself and Melissa, we could, we could do the poll work. It's pretty easy. If you can read, you can be a poll worker. So, actually, even if you can't, you could probably find something to do. But, um <laughs> but they're going to have a hard time staffing multiple polling locations because everyone who is at a lower risk of getting sick is work is also currently working. <laughs> Hence why you're um, idea about requiring the day off or a national holiday for the uh, election. Yeah. But see, then it gets all, 
weird because then some people don't get paid. So like you, you, you gotta work around that too. It's it's just there's no there's there's all there's a whole bunch of bad ways to do things, and it, it that's the way it is. Um, but yeah, there should be some way for people to get the day off um, to vote because it would increase participation. But that's my opinion. I believe Hot take number one. And I agree with it. Yo, one of the things before we transition to the next topic, you know what's funny, Ryan? Look at the differences mm-hmm. between our backgrounds, which you mentioned before. My background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of us, one of us had a uh, one of us had a girlfriend design the apartment. The other one did not. Uh, <laughs> it's and you all can tell me because only one of us has pictures of the Rock on their wall. The Rock and Barack Obama and Barack each other. Wow. With on this side. We have. I see Django. Who, yeah, who do you see right here? I have Django from. This is from Blu-ray cover. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know what R two C two is. Oh, that's a. That's one of my podcasts. That's one. That's one of my sports podcasts. Um, Ryan okay. Rucco. Another oh, Ryan. Ryan Rucco. CC Sabathia for that one. Oh, um, CC Sabathia podcast. has a podcast. Yeah, that's where they team uh-huh. up for that. It's really good. Really, really good. And Anchorman is. Yes, I got it. A ripped Anchorman poster, but I I can't let it go here. Big Lebowski. I have mm-hmm. some comedy legends. Uh, lights hard. I can't see that when there's a glare. Um, what other ones? We have Martin Scorsese directing Leo. Under that, okay. Spike Lee's directing Adam Driver, and then Quentin Tarantino. Um, maybe you could see the best Quentin Tarantino directing Brad Pitt. I have Sopranos winning Emmys. Breaking Bad when I mean Jordan Bad Men. Yes, Jordan's the shot versus Cleveland versus the Cavs. We have Eddie Murphy doing stand up, Joel and Evan, a map of the city. Mike and the Mad Dog is right there. Uh, Joey Howard Diaz, too. Joe Rogan. Yeah, I just, you know, just put some of the greats on, at least the greats to me. This is very specifically <laughs> me. Matt Brown's greatest hits there. Yeah, I mean, right here I have a Tina Fey poster, a, a ripped up from a Rolling Stone magazine. This is one of my f- the funniest ones. I don't know if you can see. This is from Twenty One Jump Streets. This is from Twenty One Jump Streets um, Blu-ray. I just opened up. Yeah, I can't see it. I feel like I remember that Blu-ray though. <laughs> like I remember seeing it at your house probably, but uh. <laughs> Did we see it together in theaters? I feel like we probably did. We saw at least one of those movies together in theaters. Oh, yeah. and um, I don't remember which one, but we saw at least one together in theaters, yeah. But for sure, this, this room and setup is definitely a cross between me being myself, and it looks like I'm a sorority chick or... <laughs> with all her friends up there my besties i have a cousin named Allie, and she's just the most stereotypical um sorority chick ever you know i'm sure she's enjoying her time and you know god bless her but it's funny because she's just she's so stereotypical. Now? she literally says bestie oh my god my besties and oh my god i know, you know we're grown adults who say bestie now Grown, so, you know, grown adults, sophisticated yeah. adults in their thirties. Yeah, people, people say it now. It's it's part of the culture. You're my bestie. The culture. What's up with this culture? Like, there's some things now that you know. We're in our mid twenties. We're both twenty five years old, yeah. and I'm. I feel like I'm at an age now where I really don't understand some references. Like, for instance, TikTok. I really, I'm definitely aware of TikTok, but I couldn't tell you who were the biggest ones. Of course, we have well, they live the famous Demilio fam- The famous Demilio family becoming big from TikTok, and yeah. Um, but that's really it. I don't know who like other big stars. I've heard of Addison. Jason Ray. Derulo is big on TikTok. Jason Derulo. He's a legit. Yeah, he wrote a whole song based off a TikTok dance. <laughs> yeah, have you heard, I don't know if you I don't know if you listened to Top Forty, but the, that Savage Love song. Definitely, if I heard the song, you look it up. Um, but yeah, it's a TikTok dance. I thought it was. I thought his song was used on TikTok. Then I was put in my place by my sister, who actually does TikTok. No, <laughs> you will listen the to this song was first. The song was first, like the little the melody or whatever. And then I guess the song that he re- you know recorded came afterward, using like sampling the melody from TikTok. So what Jason Derulo is pretty big at TikTok. And then we see TikTok being responsible to making songs popular again. What's that song? You've always wondered where I've been. 
that what random one hit wonder in the seventies guy. He comes back, but dreams, um, Fleetwood Mac's dreams, I think charted I in the top 100 again. Cause of that. Did it guy. really? Did that really change the charts? Yeah. Like I'm oh my God. dead serious. So I want to look do you know this. anything about that trend? Cause I don't know. I saw like a, mar- I don't know if he's a Marine. That was stupid to me to say. I saw a serviceman, uh, helicopter with a cranberry juice flying over somewhere and that song was playing and then he showed a little dog with like like flight goggles that's the only one i had seen and i thought it was like a one-off and then i I guess not i guess it's an actual tiktok trend so i don't know if that was the first one because i saw it a while ago (laughs) or if that was just you know one of many the first one was that guy with the neck tattoo riding with his car broke down and he just rolled rolled in his um little skateboard that was the first one. That was the first one? All right. You saw Mick Fleetwood do it again. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, a bunch of people are just doing it now. But I'm reading Billboard magazine. This was posted just 12 hours ago. The uh, title is Fleetwood Mac's Dreams Charts on Hot 100 for the first time since 1977. Oh, that's thanks insane. to TikTok revival. And I mean, Fleetwood Mac is good, so I'm not, I'm not opposed. I like Fleetwood Mac. And guess what? It's number oh. 21. It's pretty high up there. So who like released a new song and it's like got a big marketing push and is currently losing to a song from the seventies. <laughs> Cause I'd be pretty mad at my whole team. <laughs> if I was that artist, like really? <laughs> what this song the- has been readily available since the seventies and more people chose to listen to it this week than my and brand new. Now. Song. All right. Let me tell you what is in between these. So we have, okay. according to this, it, it, I love it. It has it here. Re-entered. All right. Circles by Post Malone is number 22 under it. Well, Circles then, has been out a long time. One of them girls by Lee Bryce. I'm not familiar with who that is. He's a country singer. I know who Lee Bryce is, but I've never heard the song. <laughs> but we have, um, who are some new ones? We have uh, 21 Savage went down this week. Harry Styles went down. Kane Brown. Um, you like 20- Harry Styles? Do I like Harry Styles? I respect him. I think he's well, a really. I think he's. I think he's a good actor. I liked what I've seen what him. He acted in, like in. Um, he's really good in on SNL. If you count that, he was good in um, Dunkirk. I liked him in. Those. He was in Dunkirk. Yeah, he had a small no, part. I didn't but, know that. I didn't see um, Dunkirk, so that could be part of the reason I didn't know that. But, <laughs> but we have um, Twenty One Savage debuted this week under Fleetwood Mac. You see. Like, Megan The Stallion had another song, though it's not, you know, her, her big hits, but she has a song with Young Thug that's brand new. That goes under it. Um, okay. Yeah, a lot of 21 Savage. And um, they make me upset, too. <laughs> man, Fleetwood Mac really isn't going anywhere. But hey, oh, whatever. But yeah, The Savage Love, according to this, is the number one song in the world. In, in, in the United States of America, it's number one. Right now? <laughs> right now? Yeah, by Jarish685 and JC Durillo and BTS. <laughs> oh, that's a new one. They added BTS to it. So that's going to keep it up there for another six and a half weeks because this is the BTS number one will song. release their own music and be number one again. They'll, they'll release a song and then they'll re release a song with like something slightly different, call it a different thing slightly. So, like, it'll be like, you know, disco theme or it'll be like, you know, Mm-hmm. remix obviously for something or like rodeo theme and then it'll be number one again those fans are just absolutely i mean bts fans are loyal my younger cousin i think they, what are they, they call themselves the army right i couldn't if if you play me a bts song i wouldn't know i, I don't i only know, know i know two that's well, part so of the things i, I knew an to. old one do you remember panda the designer that rapper he had like six eyes in his name for some reason like panda 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 I like the one who has broads in Atlanta. I think so. I think <laughs> he does. Uh, he did a song with BTS like a, three years ago. It was like, it was pretty much just a hip hop, like top 40 hip hop pop kind of mix. Yeah. But they didn't really sing that much in it. Like they rapped a lot. And I was like, all right. So it's like a Korean rap group. I didn't know there was, you know, seven of them, but I was like, okay, it's a Korean rap group. And then I was listening to an Apple commercial. And I was like, this song is super catchy. And I looked it up and it was them. I was like, <laughs> This is the same people. I thought I, I thought they were rappers. I've spent three years assuming BTS were rappers, and that's not, hilarious. like maybe two of them are. Uh, most of them are like they're all dancers, and you know they mostly sing. I didn't know that, but 
Yeah, that Dynamite song. That's the one I know. Who, Very catchy. Who is like the leader of BTS? Who's the Justin Timberlake? Who's the... I don't uh, know if they have one. They're truly... I mean, a, have you ever watched the, them all? They all look like they're doing the dances exactly the same. I mean... I, 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 really I guess you could say the TV was on when I was on, but no, I didn't pay attention. But that's that really is like one of the huge major artists. I couldn't if you played, I would have no idea. I probably should, heard I it. Mean, I probably heard it. To, you know, get a little like bop your head like this. You can listen to the Dynamite song. It really is. It's like very very catchy. Do but, you th- do you think this will be played when the bar scene returns and um, people will be dancing to it? I don't know how. I don't know how old the average bts fan is i really don't <laughs> i'm assuming they're younger yeah but i could be wrong i don't know i don't even know how old they are uh, i know they're in their 20s probably I mean, they really they really living it up let me just according to the google bts i, I i'm gonna look up one of them okay so the, the they're the this is so forgive me if i get this wrong so they all i guess have Single names. One is named Jin, Sugar, J Hope, RM, Jimin, V, Jungkook. And if that's I that's the guy who stands in the wrong, front the most. That who's Jung, Jungkook stands yeah, the front the most. I think I didn't time it. Yeah, but 20. I recognized him in the front most of the time when I watched them perform that one song that I watched. So <laughs> he's twenty-one. <laughs> Sorry, he's twenty-three. Oh Jesus! Very good. Man, I mean, God bless. No, no, actually, yeah. There's no. I mean, they're very good. Obviously, in America, it'll be a little bit harder for them. I'm assuming English is probably a limited. You know, they're probably not fluent, but you don't have to be fluent in English to you know be an amazing dancer. And I mean, obviously, they've proven you don't even have to be fluent in English to sing in English because they do it. (laughs) Hey, man, (laughs) number three on the charts or whatever. Whatever they could do to change the world. Oh, man. You know, Ryan, one of the things we have in common, we're wrestling fans. We are. I'm actually, I don't know if you could see the Get These Hands shirt. You can just see the Get These. <laughs> who is that for our listeners who aren't? A f- oh, that is Braun Strowman, the monster among men. <laughs> I, I don't actually know if he goes by that anymore. But at the time when I bought the shirt, that's what he, that was his tagline. So wrestling, you know, I think one yeah. thing about wrestling you know, we there are the tr- the casual fans, the real fans, the no, fake. Everyone fans. who likes it is a fan. Yeah, fan. I think you know one thing that bothers me, that bothers you, that bothers Adam Blompiate is um <laughs> for all those the YouTube commenter, of course, and uh, those people who say wrestling's fake. And you know, one thing you could say, you know, what Game of Thrones is fake, uh, or it's more fake. Might as well the Bachelor's fake. I mean, oh, it is fake. So, <laughs> what do you think? And you know, it's 2020 now. I do think wrestling. If you put a legit, entertaining aspect of wrestling, a cool match, I do think you can get at least grab someone's attention for a minute, and we'll see where it yeah. can go from there. And I do think well, if when wrestling gets it right in like the entertainment aspects and I think it is stupid all most of the time, but when they get it right, it really is something that anybody can really. Well, that's, and get that's the to. issue with it. So, I mean, I was a little kid when I started watching it. Yeah. As did and I. I, I actually, to be honest with you, I mean, I, I had like played the video games and stuff. So I was, I always kind of liked it, but I only started watching it because I knew somebody who was going to be on, not as a wrestler, but as mm-hmm. like a side character, he was an actor um and i knew this person and he told everyone like that he knew like you gotta watch monday night raw i'm going on i'm playing so right away by the way i knew it was fake my very first time watching even as a little kid i knew it was fake my parents were obviously like yeah you can't hit people with chairs it's illegal and also it will cause serious damage so that's all fake it's so they didn't really know how and they didn't really bother to explain how they're just like it's fake they didn't really care to know how they're like it it hurts i'm sure but it's not real don't do it to other people please uh and then the fact that i watched someone i knew in real life play trish stratus's uh boyfriend in the mickey james trish stratus feud uh, where she was like trying to steal everything. He had like reoccurring uh, roles and stuff too. And he got kicked in the head at one point by Mickey James, who still wrestles, by the way. Um, yeah. I, so I, I saw her at a Met game once. Really? I didn't say hi, but I saw her. 
she wouldn't know you. So it'd be weird if you walked up and said hi. But um, yeah, so right away I was like, all right, I know this person. This person is not legitimately dating Tristratus. I knew that as well. <laughs> I knew who, who they were legitimately dating. So I was like, it's acting. It's all play. And I mean, so I never got like that same stigma. I don't freak out when people are like, it's fake. I'm like, I know. I know. But I do get, it is weird. And the reason people don't watch it a lot more, well, I shouldn't say that. There's probably a ton of reasons. Maybe people just don't like it. But in terms of like when it's entertaining, it's entertaining. The problem is it's usually stupid. Yeah, I watch it every week and I can freely admit most of the time wrestling is stupid and silly. I happen to actually like it when it gets stupid and silly sometimes. I think that's funny. Of course. I don't think everything needs to be, you know, highbrow comedy to be entertainment. Uh, sometimes I get a good laugh when R-Truth uh, fights a ninja. That's funny mm-hmm. to me. I don't need it to be a real fight scene. I don't need CGI. I don't need trained stunt doubles. Or Rob Gronkowski. Actually, no, none of that was funny. But, Rob um, Gronkowski. Yeah, none of that was funny. People but in general, like sometimes they just tell a joke. It's a silly joke. And you laugh. You giggle. But I could see why that wouldn't bring in new fans, you know, mm-hmm. because it's not, you know, nothing new. It's nothing super exciting. It's just it, most of the time it's silly. And then sometimes it's not. But would you watch a show that was mostly silly, mostly not your thing, but sometimes you really liked it? It's no. like when I watch when I watch a really great show. There's some sometimes it's really funny. The really great authentic shows like a Sopranos it can be hilarious. Sometimes it's almost a dark comedy. Mad Men can be yeah. funny, and that's a very serious show. Um, and you're well, right, right, but it has to be every, a balance. Like if every sixth episode of Mad Men was like Mad Men was superb, but the rest of them you kind of found like. Ugh. Silly. Hey, that's or like Walking Dead. Same, same storyline all the time. No, I like. I'm, I'm rewatching the beginning of Walking Dead right now. <laughs> Just the beginning. I gave up. I don't know if I watched the whole thing, but you'll watch it's up Halloween to season. So spooky season, as you say, as we say. So yeah, I'm watching some Walking Dead during the day. American Horror Story. Too. I just finished The Boys too. Which is not at all. How is the Boys? I'm. I really have good. not heard one bad thing said about that. Really good. Mm. Very funny. But like. Wow still obviously you know action and whatever and there's intrigue uh left on a huge cliffhanger i won't spoil it obviously but left season two huge cliffhanger very excited for season three um but yeah i, I mean i finished it in two days so i've got all of the boys rattling around in my head mm-hmm. uh, but um get your deep dives in after this yeah you know one thing with wrestling um back to wrestling do you, yep. uh, with 2020 sorry it's 2020 yes. do you who would you say is the biggest star in the wwe right now or a couple big stars like who was the rock and stone cold to well, yeah there's them? there is no rock and stone cold i don't think i don't think there ever is gonna be another rock or like who are the faces of wwe right now well i don't know i feel like it does uh, if you ask wwe they wouldn't be able to answer that question mm-hmm. No, seriously. I mean, I, I don't know how, how how deep do you want me to get into it? I mean, but, like, uh, you know, when we were growing up, definitely John Cena was the guy. Well, yeah. Like, I don't know. People could say. I don't Roman. think they have a John Cena either. Yeah. Unless to except to like the more casual to legitimate fan. Like, well, but yeah, you know, I, like, honestly, I think John Cena is still the John Cena. I don't <laughs> I don't know if there's, you know, if you ask someone to name a WWE wrestler, I feel I still feel like. Oh, you'll say John Cena. Yeah, you know, like with wrestling. I mean, okay, some people we could say now who are who are big. You have your Roman Reigns. You have your the Fiend. Um, mm-hmm. We you have Bailey and Sasha Banks. I saw Sasha Banks when I worked on TV. Yeah, Ray Wyatt, um, Ray Wyatt is the Fiend. You just said him twice. Oh, right, right. But you know, those are some things. Do you feel, having said that, people we know? Do you think there could be a time where these faces are more popular people on wrestling could they cross over to the mainstream and like at least have a presence until maybe they decide to become an actor as wrestlers you i don't yeah I, don't as know. Wrestlers. I mean i know people who love the marvel movies. i mean everybody loves the marvel movies i think but i know people who watch the guardians of the galaxy movies who have no idea that's a professional wrestler <laughs> yeah uh, dave batista plays um yeah not a clue that that's batista I actually went to the movie and I was, you know, excited to see Batista acting because I had never seen it before. And they're like, why are you so excited about, you know, 
this guy, this particular character. I was like, that's Batista. They're like, who? And I was like, the wrestler, Batista. And you they, don't know who him? No, I didn't. I'm just playing. I was just saying, like, you know. No, yeah, but they had no idea. So, like. Yeah, he played Dax the Drax the Destroyer. Now they know him. Now everybody knows it. I mean, they know him as Dave, what? Dave Bautista? I think his, Bautista. That's his actual name. But, um, <laughs> yeah, like, everyone knows him now from you know guardians and i think he's in that spy movie with that little girl um he did the movie with kamel nunjiani as well yeah and then Stuber. uh wasn't he in a bond movie too yeah he was in um yeah. so i mean now everybody knows who he is but no one knew him from wrestling i mean the last time anybody crazy? i mean maybe like i said john cena though his acting credentials are still a little bit he still has a ways know. to go yeah but i mean the last, the Rock and John Cena. That's it. And the last person that people know who is like just a wrestler. Wow, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Stone Cold. Oh, I don't even man. know. How many people really know who Stone Cold Steve Austin is? I don't even think a lot of people know that, unless you're around our age. Yeah. I, mean, it, I, I one reference I use is my younger brother. My brother's Tommy's eight years younger than me. He actually knows who the Fiend is. Um, how he knows, I don't know. But um, well, the Fiend had those videos that were like the very, those creepy YouTube videos ones, he yeah. did for a while, and so maybe that you know got viral a little bit on YouTube. I don't know. But it really is know. bizarre to see what wrestling has done, and I wonder if that. Well, we also saw John Cena, so that might yeah. have been part of it. Like this, like some of the gimmicks even wrestling's done. I'll never forget this. I think this was one of the first times I saw wrestling was when in two thousand six. So we're. Remember when I used the to do the Wrestlemania parties? What? Yeah, you had a Wrestlemania party. So <laughs> Wrestlemania, I think, 20... I think I had two. Three or 22, one of those, right? Yeah. But they had Edge and Lita, after he won a championship, they had a oh, live yeah. sex celebration. A live mm-hmm. sex celebration where the point is to have sex in front of an arena full of people to celebrate winning a championship. For some reason, that was offered in a writer's room that was discussed. That was approved. Yeah. That was a bad idea. That being said, Ric Flair came out. That was pretty funny. <laughs> and John Cena came out and hit the finishing move on, like, the, did, on the bed there. What did uh, the so. parents explain to their kids? I definitely didn't watch with my dad. Like, what did your what would somebody's parents say to explain? Like, what are they about to do, mom and dad? Oh, my mom turned it off. She just turned it off. You couldn't. Yeah. My mom was my mom was an active participant in my uh, professional wrestling. She didn't actually like she wasn't that kind of parent that was like constantly checking, but she knew because I mean she knew like 1990s professional wrestling, like yeah. the Attitude Era, which is predates us. We're not at all part of that era, but uh, she knew like risque. the reputation it had, and so she was very nervous. Like they literally, so she like, would constantly come in and see what was on the screen, as long as it was you know unadulterated violence she was fine but as soon as it crossed into that other territory <laughs> turn, turn off the tv listen it's okay if you put another man's head to a steel yeah. chair and hit him concerto with that steel chair right that was but it, but is but if they're having a a uh, bikini match no 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 oh yeah well you, i don't know if you remember this my mom told me she tried not to like be she tried not, not to make it too obvious but at that wrestlemania party all of the meals were planned around the women's matches. <laughs> were they this, was before, really? this was before like the women's revolution for anyone who is a fan of wrestling, who's listening. It was back when it was all, you know, like the nightgown matches and things like that. So whenever a woman's match came on, like the first one came on, all of a sudden food was ready. Dinner was ready. Then the second one came on and it was time for cake and presents. <laughs> yeah. My mom kept at, you know, she basically was well-oiled machine. She had everything planned to be, Boy. to keep us away from the screen when the women were going to be scantily dressed. <laughs> How inspiring. You know, one of the most offensive things now that you would see that somebody again approved HLA, hot lesbian action, they actually did that just yeah. to get ratings. Then they had this that wrestler Kelly Kelly do a strip tease. Like, that was the segment. Oh, is she Kelly Kelly Expo? That was her – that was the way they introduced her as a wrestler. Like, Was man. as a someone who – yeah, can't believe those were things. So they really she's like a five-time champion or something. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God they did the women's revolution because there really is some amazing, legitimate female athletes out there putting on. A oh show. yeah, 
and they don't have to stoop down to a certain level to do that. So did you, by the way, just sorry to interrupt this. We can go back to it. Did you end up having, did they end up having that, uh, Titans bills game? Yeah, it's all right now. Um, as, as we're recording it. All right, you beat me. Yeah. Right. I was kind of like, I wasn't helping. I'm glad that nobody has coronavirus. But for fantasy's sake, if they did have to cancel that game, I could have beat Matt. Oh. <laughs> Potentially. Well, sorry. But I lost. But yeah, so, the um, I didn't play. I didn't play any of my Bills either, or my Titans. I have a B- Bills and Titans players I didn't play. So, it, yeah, my number one, me. my quarterback is Josh Allen, who played the worst game he, so far this season. At yeah, so did uh, so did Lamar. Don't worry about it. And then Derrick Henry <laughs> did have a great game, bounce back after last week with two touchdowns over for fifty-seven yards. But, bet you sing, I bet you Singletary did very well too. He's not playing. He's on my bench because I figured he wasn't going to get to play, but. And I, do you want me to say so? Oh no, I don't. Don't out the score on the podcast. <laughs> Everyone, if you want to know the score of me and Matt's fantasy football matchup, <laughs> you have to follow the Sweetness on uh, yes. Sweetness League on Instagram. That's what yeah. you have to do. Find us, and you can read the uh, full write up. You can also read the write ups from when I win. More importantly. Which is not often, unfortunately. I'm figuring but. out what um fit. Well, I'm trying to figure out what theme I'm going to do this week for the fantasy recaps. <laughs> I did the TV show football. I was thinking of maybe cartoons. There you maybe go. Just, maybe baseball or some absurd sport. You know, to keep it um to hmm. keep it fresh. Since I write the recaps. Um. So what are you are so we are hitting the end of 2020. I think we're about yes, we are. 10 to 12 weeks away. What did you uh, probably get the most out of this year that was so nuts? I mean, we basically missed a year. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> I was we got first... robbed of 25, as my good friend, friend once said. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I was the first person in my family to have the, uh, the quarantine birthday. And it was kind of like a novelty, like, oh, poor Ryan. He uh, he didn't get his birthday. And then, uh, well. And your birthday is March. March 27th. Yes. And so then everybody else had one. And I was like, yeah. Um, I'm about to have one. Going away. My birthday is December 31st. So according to some people on Twitter, that's the day when the pandemic ends. So, <laughs> or when things just get start getting good again. So we can celebrate that with my birthday. It's just not going to, that's not real life. But I know. That's, I don't want to get into that. Um, 2020, what I get out of 2020? I mean, I got a lot of use out of my apartment. <laughs> um, you made that rent and youth worth it. Well, you know, we had that really small apartment that you first saw when we moved and mm-hmm. then we moved to a bigger unit uh in highland park new jersey ago. yeah and honestly that's been if we were still in that small build like that, that small back apartment unit i don't know what was going to happen it wasn't <laughs> going to be good though so i am glad that we moved i'm glad that we have um a little bit more space to spread out during the day uh and melissa ended up going in a lot yeah. So it didn't end up being too important, but you know, when it first started and we were both home, that was that was key. Being able to, you know, just go into two separate rooms on opposite ends of the apartment and not have to worry about it, like, you know, get work done, whatever. Um and I mean we're doing it now. Well, this is um the other room. So just being able to separate. And if we were in that small apartment, that never would have happened. <laughs> like wow. never. The timing really is everything, huh? I hear that. Yeah, I think the biggest thing 2020 is being a fan of myself and uh, I got this podcast made and wrote a screenplay. We've been writing yeah, a lot of short stories and um, some more blogs. So productive one way or the other. All right, before we wrap this up, mm-hmm. one thing I'm doing with this podcast as I do literally to everybody in my life, Yeah, everyone who has a... a everybody who knows who, who is at least an acquaintance and up, so if you're an acquaintance, a guy I know, a friend, mm-hmm. a um, significant other, a family a member, and a confidant. I Sorry. ask a lot of random questions, literally just because. So let's ask some of them. I'm going to do some three. What am I thinking? So Ryan, um, what do you think is the best ice cream out there right now? What is the best um, ice cream? You can have any ice cream you want. I know. 
no. with oh, and you can it can have all the ingredients and there's going to be no health defects and it's free i mean so there's this place here and uh it's called surreal creamery they have uber eats you only did it a few times but they've got like a cookie monster sunday thing and so it's a cookie dough obviously it's also like cake batter it's do you know the name a, of the marshmallows place? i'm sorry the name of the place? Yeah, Surreal Creamery is the name Surreal of the uh, Okay. It's the name of the place. And it's on Uber Eats. Um, and it comes in like this mason jar. And that's very good. So I like those. Um, yeah, that's my most interesting answer. I, I mean, I could give, I love ice cream, but my most interesting one would be that, you know, that ice cream. Yeah. I have another quote. What, what is, you know, my favorite ice cream is definitely Milk Craft. There's one in Fairfield, Connecticut. And yep. There's one in, um, in the West Hartford area, which is they just, have a lot of strange flavors there too. Oh, I love the blue cookie, whatever they make. That sounds very silent. similar to that. Sounds very similar to what I'm talking about, just by the name alone. It sounds very similar. Ryan, do you have a funny story from a fast, either at a fast food place or has to do with fast food in some way? A reference. I'm assuming I can't tell the it's not my story it's your story i can't tell well i was gonna say i was gonna say that story follow your story after it all right uh but i don't have a funny fast food story that's the funniest thing i've heard like involving a fast food chain i think okay so i'll give the story i think you gotta tell the story because it's it's (laughs) our both of our answer (laughs) okay fair enough so i'm working at kohl's i worked at kohl's for seven years this was right i think this was right before my freshman year and um that's right i i don't i'm we i had this customer and she was wearing um university of hartford stuff and you know she looked like my age and so i was just shooting shooting the shit with her talking i guess a little flirting one thing led to another i got her number she i wrote she wrote her number for me on a receipt and gave it to me so things are going good you know a couple of days Ooh, go by hmm it's smooth up to this point. It's a great story for you. Up oh to yeah, it's it's so ideal. <laughs> this is I even think pre pre dating apps. This was a genuine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sure there were dating apps, but yeah. Oh yeah, but this is definitely pre Tinder phase. Yeah, and um, so things were working well, and she was oddly talking about how much she loved fast food and McDonald's. Well, she's a pretty girl. Um. She was a, she she would look like Sama Hayek. I can honestly say that. It's a really beautiful Latina girl with beautiful hair and um, all that. So, so she says to me, "I love McDonald's. I love McDonald's. I love this, that, blah, blah, blah." And I say, "You know what? That's McAwesome." I just simply say, "This is McAwesome for you to tell me how much you love McDonald's." You know, Mick and Awesome. And she, in the most serious tone, she's like, "Um." She literally texted me, what the fuck is that? You think that's funny? I said, yeah. I was thought, okay, she's probably being sarcastic. I can have a nice repertoire with her. We can play around with each other. She's like, no, I think that's really stupid what you said. That's not funny. You're pretty fucking weird. She literally said that to me and never talked to me again. She stopped talking to me after my attempt to lighten the mood. Who knows where this girl is now? Maybe she got really fat off McDonald's. I mean, maybe not, but I just think that's hysterical that she opted to talk to you about mcdonald's you said mcawesome and then it just ended the conversation immediately that's such a bad line that even over text you couldn't save it (laughs) a conversation ender for anyone who's taking notes oh my god that's not the way this could have been us but you didn't find my joke funny (laughs) well wasn't that funny so she she happened to be right but (laughs) like i don't know when it comes to funny stuff, are you supposed to be witty? Like, uh, all my lines. I feel like puns are never the right answer. Not anymore, for sure. Yeah. I think it worked when I was younger, but definitely not now. I mean, well, definitely not one time when you said, McCoss. yeah, I've had, I, I had a whole girlfriend in the first conversation I ever said to her matching on Tinder, will you be my Tinderella? And then I'm assuming said, she I never spoke movie. to you ever again, right? No, I had a legitimate relationship with her. For <laughs> a good, should have kept that one. For a good, like, for a good few months, but it was an amazing time. And then, but then she would text me. I remember she told me, "Oh, you know that line? So many people have said that line." And I and I think I did take that from a Google best Tinder tickos. But yeah. hey, she fell for me, and it was a it was a 
good while it lasted. So um, maybe I really does hit or miss. If they really like you or into you, I call it the Channing Tatum test. You, he could say whatever he wants as long as it's not offensive and the fall from. So, okay, my last question right, is. Um, can you tell me a funny story about you at a sport game, whether baseball, football, me high school, or funny, funny situation there? If not that one, tell me a funny concert story if some situation happened. Funny sports. Or funny or I mean, interesting. Anytime I, go, anytime I go anywhere with my brother. Uh, it's usually pretty funny. He's never prepared. All right, I'll tell this one. So um, <laughs> we drove from New Jersey to a Mets game to meet my brother and my cousin. Uh, neither one of them, I don't think either of them would be offended in me saying this, has the best track record for preparedness. <laughs> um, my brother has his moments. And, and fan, and I'll get to it. But so uh, not only did we go, we actually brought a friend. So a friend of Melissa's a New Jersey friend. So they didn't know Colin previously. Colin's my brother. Uh, they never had any experience in Colin. Like I said, can be an acquired taste depending on, you know, the kind of mood he's in. Um, and so we get there and we're going to go, we're going to do a, you know, just like tailgate essentially, and then go into the Mets game. So we parked in the parking lot and he bought chicken wings. He bought hot dogs. He bought burgers. He brought everything. He didn't bring a grill. <laughs> so we had just a bunch of raw food oh no um so they took uh like they had like charcoal and stuff and they didn't have a grill top like they couldn't grill so they like put it like all the charcoal in like a a tray <laughs> and then put like another tray on top of it and then they lit it and so it was like on fire essentially it was an open flame which is not it just allowed. caused arson in the city field parking yeah lot. and so <laughs> so but yeah again basically an open flame which is not allowed but no one came over it's fine it started were, cooking already everything. open flame on the mess yeah. field started cooking everything there in the parking lot i was like all right you know good call he didn't bring plates <laughs> <laughs> so we had like a roll of paper towel now we both managed to bring the beer we both were able to remember <laughs> drinks that's all we remember essentially Most so important so now he's we had no tools to like flip anything so he's like flipping burgers like with his like hand oh like over I'm... an open flame <laughs> and then we're putting them onto the buns grabbing them with like a paper towel and eating them and same with the wings it was it was uh, again it was the most we, we looked like we, we may have looked homeless because <laughs> we were in the marina parking lot too i mean you see my beard wasn't like this because i didn't have the quarantine cut um but my brother has got a very bushy beard as well so i mean when everyone else went away if everybody else like left the picture and you just saw my brother and me making uh wings over an open flame next to my uh Next to my Subaru, you'd think we were homeless. <laughs> you'd think that these, and, you know, people. There wasn't anyone around being curious. Hey, could we borrow your grill or or? Well, that's what's worse. There was. People saw this happening and then just said nothing. <laughs> no one's like, "Hey, I've got a spatula," or "Would you like some plates?" They just kind of sat there and watched us go. I think they were being entertained. Um, they they liked you know, hearing me because, of course, me and my brother were arguing. Like he was like, "Do this," I'm like, "What do you mean, do that? How do you want me to do that?" And he's like, "Just do it." I'm like, "With what? My mind? I don't have any tools." <laughs> it was so we were yelling at each other um, as we, <laughs> on as top we of all. Do. Right. So it was, I mean, sure it was pretty entertaining. Um, so maybe that's why they're like, you know, we have plates, but if we give them plates, we don't get to see this anymore. Um, I don't even remember if that was a good game. So we might've been the most entertaining part of their city field experience. You're on somebody's. Were. Yeah. We you're on were, somebody's. We were city field experience. That and you're on somebody's snap stories for sure. Oh, man. oh, that's probably true too. I wonder that sometimes I'm like, I wish I knew more people on Snapchat and like Instagram and stuff. Cause I want to know if I go viral. <laughs> I'm My sure. brother's friend did. Really? What'd he do? He went on a bar stool. He fell through a fence. <laughs> hey, yeah. look at fell me, mom. I made it. No, they're like getting some money out of it too. They're using it for some of their marketing. Yeah. That's hilarious. It's pretty Only funny. In America, that's capitalism, right? I guess so, yeah. <laughs> some All form right. of it, anyway. 
Right. Well, I think that's that's a great great note to end on, Ryan. I thank you for the time here. Thank um, you for having me. For sure. And one thing to announce too is that me and Ryan are going to host a podcast on our own. We um, are. As we are going to do a, a co-host situation here. Uh, now that we know that Zoom has the capabilities to uh, connect the world, even though we are in separate parts of the tri-state area, right. we're going to give it a go. Exactly. So we're definitely excited for that and be on the lookout once that is announced. And But besides this, on this podcast, for private conversations with Matt Brown as my guest, Ryan Page, it was nothing but a pleasure. Thanks for coming on with me, and I'll talk to you very soon. And yeah. um, both in text and in Zoom. So let's say in text, it could be as soon as right after this. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect way to end it. Thanks again, Ryan. It was a blast, and I'll see you all soon. All right. Thanks, Matt. No problem. Bye. Bye. Woo! How about that? Always a pleasure, and I always learn something speaking with Ryan. And that was a blast. Well, I hope you guys had as much fun and insight as I have. And also, very big announcement. I'm doing a podcast with Ryan once every Friday, and it's called the Tweet Cap. And the Tweet Cap is when me and Ryan discuss the, the week's most viral and trending stories and tweets. We have a nice, in-depth, 30-minute discussion on why those are stories are important, what's funny about them, what's interesting about them, and, well, why are we even talking about them in the first place? You can find that podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and it's a sweet time. And you can find this podcast on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. And we're seeing some more uh, podcasting platforms we can distribute this podcast as well as me and Ryan. So there you have it. I hope you had fun. I certainly have fun. And I hope you're safe out there. And if you can, tell someone you appreciate them. With that, I'll see you on the next podcast on here or on YouTube. See you again soon. Love y'all. Peace.